0: Hey there and welcome back to Arts Creative Hub with Jacqueline Coates. This is the second podcast in the series and today's topic is eight top tips as you become an artist. So I've put together eight of my top tips which hopefully will help you as you navigate this new terrain. So this is often a very interesting time when you're transitioning from behaviours and habits in one world that you've known all your life to new ways of being. There are new actions to take and new activities as you're learning and your world opens up. And uh, it may involve not taking all your friends and family with you because naturally, they have their interests that they're pursuing and perhaps this is yours and it's not the same as theirs. So at this point, you may be taking a bit of a fork in the road and doing some of this stuff alone. Pursuing your passion for art may be more of an independent pursuit and that may require some support with it along the way, outside of your usual network. It's important as you learn and become an artist to keep the faith in the invisible path along the way. When I say invisible path, by that I mean it's like you have a sense and you have an inspiration that this is where you need to be going, but you can only see where to put the next foot and the next step. You can't really see where it's exactly going to lead you to. And at this point, you need to have a lot of faith and to trust in your own intuition and your own feelings leading you here. And what I have found is that with every step I took, it was an invitation to a bigger area of safety and certainty. Even though it felt risky at the time when I started out as an artist, I remember very clearly it was magical, exciting, exhilarating and I didn't have all the answers and it didn't matter. I just kept moving towards it as best I could. So I hope you'll do the same and I hope you'll trust your inner self to guide you because there's only a lot of love on the other side and not too much to be afraid of. It's all great when you embrace your art. So um, there is no precise handbook for being an artist. It's gonna be different for everybody and maybe you're gonna pick up a bit of knowledge here and a bit of knowledge there that suits you because there's never been anybody as unique as you. And you already come along with a whole bunch of assets and experience in life that's probably already gonna be very helpful to you already and it may be different to what someone else has. What you may be interested to paint is probably gonna differ to somebody else too. And the way that you want to see things so we have to trust that this is not a cookie cutter process we're going to have to do a little bit of foraging and a little bit of exploring along the way it's all good and it's all very interesting from time to time you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and perhaps that will feel a little bit risky because you're going to be doing things you haven't done before whether it's learning a new skill or sharing about what you've been doing or coming out as an artist, coming out of the closet, so to speak, and sharing with people what you're really passionate about and not worrying about what they they think, being more focused about what you need to do for you. Now, this could be different to how you've been before in your life, and it may require new behaviours and new courage so what i found is that on my journey to become an artist and i shared in podcast number one about becoming an artist how i became an artist that um, when i left uh, i was working as an advertising art director and um, i wanted to leave my work and become an artist and all the little steps i took they all seemed to add up to be a journey of self-empowerment as i made new decisions to support myself gradually. It happened over time, it didn't all happen overnight, and about where I wanted to go in my life. And it involved a lot of change. Change doesn't have to be dramatic, it doesn't have to involve drama. You can do it at a pace and take everybody with you. All your friends, all your loved ones can join in the journey, but there is probably a point where you can't do this with somebody the whole time. You're going to have to take it as a bit of a solo journey too. Along my own art path, I found more pieces of myself in the jigsaw puzzle of life as I pursued my art and made changes. And I really discovered who I was in the process and what a relief, it was so good. I went from not being sure about what I should be doing to knowing exactly what I needed to be doing. And I just kept following that little flicker, that little flame, that little spark of inspiration, that little bit of interest, and it just kept leading me down a path. Now, art for you might be a part-time adventure, it might be something you want full-time. It's going to vary for everybody and all of it is absolutely fine. You may be a sculptor, you may be a painter, you might be a filmmaker, you might be a writer. It, It could be anything that's creative. Because I teach art and I teach painting, I tend to talk in terms of paint and brushes but if you are a different kind of artist just substitute your tools in there and that's absolutely fine. This will all still be very relevant for you. As I mentioned last week uh, I wrote about my own journey in my book Make Money From Art A Memoir which shares how I made the changes to become a full-time artist to support my family and more because I wanted to share that it's entirely possible even if you haven't come from a family that's artists or you don't have a background in art if you haven't been to art school it doesn't matter anybody can be an artist it's incredibly um egalitarian uh as long as you put in some work and you make an effort you can be an artist too and it's incredibly exhilarating as I mentioned before Um, so the other thing I wanted to say in my intro that Um, Becoming an artist may require saying no to quite a lot of things you've been doing out of habit and routine in the past as you adjust to make time for new things you would like to do, to do with art, and that may require disrupting some of those old habits and replacing them with new ideas, activities that support your art journey better. We all um, change in life, it happens anyway, so if you make some changes that's fine too. I've had some fabulous stories with my students over the years. I teach, um, as I may have mentioned before, I've got um, my Blooms Art School, which I'm teaching largely online at the moment, but I have previously travelled to Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, and taught in the Barossa in New Zealand and in Los Angeles and in France. So at the moment I'm teaching online, but I have been nurturing artists through the process to become an artist artist a full-time artist in my make money from art program so one of the stories that I think of is a student who was in my MMFA program as I like to say and she had a job she had been in her 40s she didn't really like the job she'd been doing it for years and years and years it wasn't really connected with any passion of hers uh, she liked the people she worked with uh, it was wasn't stressful but it could be long hours But really, once she connected with her art, she wanted to do that more and more. This student wasn't married and wasn't really looking for a partner, but she was living in a house with another family member, and she wasn't passionate about living in the house with the family member. They shared the the house, they owned it together. It had been left to them, but she had never got around to changing her life around to make it more to her liking. So just out of habit and convenience, she was still in that job and still in that house living with a family member who she didn't really have a massive amount in common with. So finally, one day after she'd been working with me for some time, she made the decision to change her life around. It got to the point where she had enough paintings, she'd had enough of the job. She saw that the Uh, housing market had gone up a lot and if they sold the house did a bit of a cleanup on it then they could actually get a great return on the house and that's exactly what happened. So they sold the house and she actually bought a whole house for herself with the proceeds on a, a beautiful island that was just a half hour boat ride from the mainland and she had her own garden, her own painting studio, and she was able to retire and sell her paintings and have a lovely time. So that's an example, a great example of somebody gradually making the changes and getting their life to be more to their liking. In a way, your life itself is the painting. How you're living it is the painting. You know, what kind of colours have you got going on in your life? Is it murky? Is it a bit downtone? Or is it up uh, up tone? And is it up in energy is it colorful is it where you want it to be so we can tweak the painting at any time it doesn't have to be anybody else's fault that we haven't got what we want at some point in time we just have to communicate to those around us what we need to do and to take some actions it's pretty cool really that we can do that and life is for us to learn those lessons so um, some students recla- uh, who have been very busy with their families reclaim time and uh, at a certain point where the, where the kids are old enough and they start to put themselves first for the first time in a long, long time and start to think, well, what is this life about? I've put my energies into this. It's been fabulous, but what about me? And then they find that husbands are more than happy to support them and there's even been loads of husbands who've built fantastic garden studios, so that the, the, the wife can have the studio in the garden and paint to her heart's content and have her business running out of that. So that's pretty cool too. Um, so today, I thought what I'd do is share um, eight tips that I've got uh, about how you can, um, I, did, I did write seven at first and I thought of one more just before I was about to come on and I thought I'd better mention that one too. So if I said seven earlier, I actually mean that there are eight uh, tips that I've got for you. And sometimes these cha- these little tips are subtle, but they can help a great deal. Who am I and why should you care what I have to say? I'm Jacqueline Coates, an artist of over 30 years. I started out as an advertising art director. I made the changes to become an artist, a highly successful artist who sold her work internationally uh, and a really healthy six-figure income from a small country town in the middle of nowhere. I had people who'd fly in to come and buy my paintings and turn up at my door and it was really exciting. I was able to, as a single mum, send my own kids to um, private art school to finish off their, well, not private art school, private private school education to finish their schooling and to um, connect with some bigger opportunities and to take them travelling and so on, all due to my art. So um, I like to help others to have that too if they want to have a more satisfying Life, if they've got that itch to create. So that's why I'm here and that's why I'm sharing. Okay, so I do teach this in my programs too and I guess you're getting a little taste of what I do through my podcast and I'm going to be sharing all sorts of stuff in my podcast and today I'm giving you some tips. So maybe you'd like to grab a pad and pen and write some of these down and make your own notes Uh, so that we can get you wedging in some of these tips into your life no matter how busy you are to help you with your art. I'll give you just a second. Scrabble, scrabble around, grab a pen, grab some paper. Alrighty. Okay, I'm going to start. Here we go. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. Tip number one, value your time. Many of us are super busy just living our lives, let alone getting to our art. Therefore, it's super important to value any time you can put towards being an artist. Treat that time as being incredibly valuable. This time can be spent doing any of the following and still classify as being part of your art practice. Being an artist and doing the things artists do is not just about picking up the paintbrushes. It's many other actions and activities which is just as valid. These include visiting art museums, for example, Think of uh, the times when you've been completely inspired by visiting a fantastic major show at a major museum. Perhaps it's an impressionist exhibition, French impressionist exhibition. Perhaps it's an exhibition by um, an incredible drawing artist. Perhaps it's a sculpture exhibition. It could could even be a fantastic film. Uh, It could be reading art books. It could be listening to podcasts that are helpful to your art path. Taking some art lessons is incredibly valuable to contributing to your art path and using your valuable time in a valuable way. Any time that you can add to your art knowledge bank in a way that's going to be helpful to you is great. You don't have to know everything that happened in history. I, for example, do not love dark brown paintings um, prior to French Impressionism. I do love Dutch still life paintings. I love French Impressionism. I love 20th century art, but pretty much those dark brown religious paintings, the mythological paintings, the moral paintings that were done prior to that, the military paintings, the political paintings, I'm not so interested in. So I don't expect myself to be an expert on those, but I'm very interested in the stuff that uh, fires up my uh inspiration and that would be you know paintings that have got loads of color loads of exploration interesting people did it they broke out of their time uh you know the, the styles of their time in order to grow their art and, and create new, in new ways i love all that stuff so whenever i read about any of that it's very interesting to me and i'm adding to my art bank so it's going to be different to you if you're a sculptor you're going to want to visit sculpting studios you're going to wanting to go want to go to open sculpture um walks where people put sculpture along the 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 paths of cliffs cliffs like they do in Bondi in Sydney Um, and Maybe there are uh, art expos or international art expos you want to travel to and make it make a, a holiday of it. There's loads of things you can do and all of that, I would say, classifies as you doing something towards your art and your passion. Dreaming about a project you will do is worthy time, time spent well. Finding art supplies that work for you instead of you know spending your time choosing shoes, which is a lot of fun too. You could be um, fondling the paints in an art supply shop and working out what you need for your project. That's very pleasurable and it's really good for you because it's all adding that inspiration that you need to connect with your art and all of it's worthy. So my question to you is how many of these things are you currently doing that feed your artistic soul? Are you being generous with yourself? Are you getting out each weekend and doing something, even if you're working full time? Or are you being really stingy with yourself and not really doing anything? So there you go. I had a lot of things there that you could do. You could take some art lessons, listen to podcasts. Hey, you're listening to one now. Well done. You're doing something. Read some art books. Buy yourself a beautiful book in a bookshop. Visit an art museum. Uh, Go online and order a book on Amazon or order art supplies on Amazon. Do something that's pleasurable for yourself, that connects you with your art, even if it's not painting. If it's painting, well, that time's worth even more. Okay, got that one. So let's go to tip number two. Adopt an internal art warrior to help you make changes. Okay, I hope you don't think I'm too weird with this one. This one is quite fun, actually. As you're changing spheres of influence from the regular life you've always known that hasn't included art, and hasn't necessarily included anyone who does art. So you may not know any artists and you may not have any arty friends. It might be that you're just drawn to it and it feels unusual to you because you actually don't know anybody who's trod the path before. Um, then um, doing, uh, spending some of your time... Hang on, I've, sorry, I've got to go back to my notes there. It may not have included anybody who has uh, done any art so you might need to do what I call adopt, adopting an art warrior attitude. Now this is bit that's a bit that might sound a bit crazy, but when you think about it, if you think about what a warrior is, a regular warrior we think of as a samurai, okay, a samurai warrior. So there he is. He's got his kimono on. He's got a little pouch that you know something that he puts his bows and arrows in or whatever over his shoulder. Maybe he's got a sword off his belt. But this guy, you don't mess with him, right? He's a pretty tough guy. He's pretty determined. He's on a mission usually to do something and nothing's going to get in the way. So I want you to create an art warrior, a little avatar that we can create and pop inside of ourselves and call upon this determined attitude when we need to. So if we were to create an art warrior, what would he look like? she look like you could may have a female art warrior or you might have a male art warrior okay so perhaps as well as a sword to cut through the rubbish that you don't need in your life anymore that's wasting your time perhaps you also need a bunch of art tools going down a belt across the chest perhaps you need your art warrior to have a mobile phone a laptop in a backpack and um it's a very can-do kind of warrior and it's up to you what else you dress maybe yours looks like fabio off the front of a romantic novel or maybe um you know she's a muscly fit uh really agile ninja ninja art warrior you you can decide that yourself you're an artist use your imagination so the thing about um, art warriors is they don't just sit around in cafes reading magazines and the horoscopes wondering when it's all going to happen for them to become an artist. They take action. They're action-orientated, aren't they? They make things happen and they get out there and they're fierce. They get on with stuff. People don't mess with them. So we can adopt some of these traits as we want, as we move forward towards the thing that we are passionate about which is your art and defending our time and boundaries from those who might like to park themselves in our space and waste our precious time. So as you become an artist you're going to have to be determined not to let things that usually distract you continue to distract you as you carve out time for your art and create a new sphere of interest and action. This means saying no and Saying no to some things you may not wish to do anymore as you swap out old activities that have passed their due date for your new interests that actually get your heart racing and your pulse racing. And that's how we know whether it's got the energy that you need there for you or not. It makes you feel excited and that's what you want to be reaching for. More energy, more excitement, more information, more growing, more learning, all really great stuff. So you may have to negotiate to get time with your art. You might have to use that sort of the art ninja warrior to cut through some of the stuff that you've been doing that doesn't work anymore. A little bit like you might declutter your house, you might have to declutter your schedule. You might have to say no to being on a committee that doesn't really um, serve you as you to spend and donate all of your time now it's great that you've been doing that but there is a time when it comes to putting in energy for yourself and if you split yourself over too many projects you won't have any energy for your own dreams Um, even if you create enough time even just to sit in your studio and arrange your paints at least you've started and at least you've started getting somewhere with your art The art warrior is there to help you change habits to get the job done. So when you know you've got to make a change, think what would your art warrior do? How would they help you? They'd be determined, they wouldn't take no for an answer. Even when you're very, very busy, if you work full time, even if you're working three jobs and you still need to think about your art, just insist that in your diary, you have two or three hours spare on a Saturday afternoon to go do something relaxing and enjoyable around your art. It doesn't have to be art making. It can be, you know, art pleasure, an exhibition, or reading a book. And that way that you will be defending your territory and not letting everybody encroach upon it. Get that art warrior out there saying no to, for you. Put, it, put your phone on aeroplane mode if you have to. Do what you need to do. Lock the door, hide the car from being out the front. Whatever you need to do in order to, um, you know, create that time for yourself. Sword-like energy, cutting through, being determined—that's the art warrior. Okay, so the next one is tip number three. I need you to give up being a martyr and making and make some time for you, because in order to make change, we need to give up some behaviors that haven't really worked. As women, we are so guilty of um, helping everybody else and nurturing everybody else, particularly if you're a mum and you're running the household and keeping everybody in balance, particularly through COVID and things like that. Uh, Everybody needs more support and you're making the meals and so on. But it's easy to say, don't worry about me. I'm okay. But really, that's very poor me syndrome. I need you to step up and say, I have needs too, and I'm going to get them met. All right. Now, Most of us have several adults living in the house, but we still treat some of those adults like they're still babies. And the the fact of the matter is, why is it that you're the only one cooking all the meals when other people could cook some meals too? So what you need to do is put a bit of good old disruption in there and say, look, I just need a little bit of a break for the next two weeks. Can you guys pick up the pieces? I need you to do a bolognese. I need you to do a uh, something or other else delegate I'll see what they like to cook or make um, and get them cooking and in a routine for two weeks and then make it the regular routine it's going so well i think we'll keep it like this and cut your work back you'll find you've got a lot more time and a lot more energy and do not hover while they're doing it leave the room and go and do something else do something for your art Okay, now, if you're not living with, with um, loads of people, but if you're um, uh, still really busy when it comes to being at home and you find that household chores tie you up, get yourself a cleaner, even if it's for three hours a week, get yourself a cleaner into the house, even two hours, or give some, the gardening to somebody else to do. Get a teenager in the street to do your, your gardening something. Just cut your time back. That is really helpful too. Um, now, we're not saying giving up being a mum or being the heart of the family, but, you know, seriously, if you counted up how many times you, you go to the supermarket, 52 weeks a year, you've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, um, 20 times five is, that's a thousand times that you've been to the supermarket to do the shopping, change, change how you do it. Either go online and put have a regular list that you know you always need, and then just add the extra bits and have it delivered. Save yourself a couple of hours, or give the list to somebody in the family and let go of control and allow them to learn and do the shopping. You do not have to do it all the time. It's a mind-numbing activity. Uh, you can save yourself several hours a week by um, agreeing that someone else could do that for you. Um, so often we're guilty of what i call the burnt chop syndrome as women where you give all the best of everything to everybody else and you leave yourself with very little so it's time we change that around a bit in fact your family will probably love the fact that you are doing something for yourself they probably feel guilty that you do so much for them and to see you busy and uh, that you don't need to live through them as much is probably a great thing and you're getting some satisfaction for yourself. Make them happy and get your art going. These are your good years. Use them wisely. You're not everybody's servant, so give it up. Um, I'm sorry if I'm being a little bit forthright with this, but some of you just do this as a routine and forget to value what you actually need in life as well. Um, it's easy to be a doormat it's easy to have your own boundaries trampled this can happen at work too bosses can take your spare time you might find that you're working back loads of nights late that used to happen to me when i was an advertising art director um, and if you find that that's happening keep a note of all the times that you did and at the end of the month say these are all the times that i work back late i understand we were really busy but do you think when we're not busy that i could take two or three days off to make up for this time since you're not paying me any overtime at a time when you can afford to to let me out of the business for a day or two because i would there are some things in that time that i gave up doing that i would really like to do push back and negotiate and look after yourself use your internal art warrior to help you make those decisions and get in there it might feel unusual to speak up for yourself But I tell you what, if you don't defend yourself, nobody else will. Okay, so um, now another thing is if you really can't get the family to do anything, if you know that they're absolutely hopeless, no worries. You're going to spend part of the budget on having a frozen meal that you can heat up one night. You can also make double pasta sauces and freeze half of it. So it's easy to make dinner another night. You don't have to start from scratch. And you can also another night have takeaway so that you're not busy doing all the cooking and you've got more energy for your art. This is crucial that you maneuver and and manage your time so that you will have time for your art and not everything pushes in on you and your spare time. Now, nobody's gonna die of malnutrition if you use a frozen ready-made meal. Everybody will survive and they will be all right. Life will go on and you will have gotten something done that you wanna do yes in my own life i delegated um, some of my soccer training trips for my son to my retired neighbor who was thrilled to be paid and to be involved there was four trips a week that had to take place that were an hour there an hour back plus several hours waiting at a cold wintry sports field and that made, meant about 16 to 20 hours a week for me so I gave away two of those trips and clawed back 10 hours of my time. It made me a much better mother, I was able to make more beautiful meals, run the house better and be on top of business so I wasn't stressed. And my son was more than happy, he got to soccer and he had extra company, my neighbour was always on time and got him there well ahead of time and it was all fantastic. So. Um, It also gave my neighbour a fantastic purpose in life because he was elderly and didn't have a family of his own. He still helps us out with lots of things and he's on the payroll and he loves it. So there's just a few ideas. Give yourself a moment, write down some of the things that you could do to save yourself time. Perhaps to assist in the garden, somebody to do the pool maintenance if you've got a pool. Um making a note to meet with the boss with your timetable that you've recorded of all the extra hours just say i'm really willing to give you this amount but i feel that this amount sort of pushes it over what's reasonable either we negotiate a pay rise or you give me a bit of time off in lieu Um, otherwise it's a form of abuse and that's not okay okay we're going to give up being a martyr you're going to have more loads more time and energy for your art And you're going to let other people nurture you too for a change. How fantastic is that? I'm already feeling better for you and I know it's going to go well. How exciting. All right. I'm going to have a sip of my tea just as you finish off your notes there. And then I'm going to go into tip number four. Okay. This one is called measure all of your time spent on your art. Now, there's an old saying, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. You know, I could barely remember what I did yesterday, let alone four days ago. And when I work for myself, it's really important that I document what I do with my time so I can see what happened and what progress I've made. So equally, as I said earlier, your time spent with your art is very valuable. It's very precious. And we can treat it like equity, a bit like a bank deposit. Every time you do something for your art, it's a deposit towards your future as an artist. Whether, you are not in the, whether you're not in the place where you can be an artist yet or not, you are still working towards it and keeping sight of your target in your ninja, art warrior way. So what worked really worked for me, and I'm going to share this tip with you, was, and I still do this, I find it super useful to use the notepad on my phone or iPad to document my time each week so I can make a note of how much I'm putting into my studio painting time or other art related matters. All of it adds up to say that I'm doing my art and not being distracted by other things. I even keep a list of the paintings that I'm working on and how much time they've taken and how much time I produce, I've produced, or how much paintings I've produced by the end of the month. There's no point in saying to yourself, I'm not getting anywhere. I don't know why nothing is happening for me with my art. If you, can't, if you don't actually track what you have been doing, I need you to manage yourself. If you can't manage yourself, nobody else can. I need you to notice where you flake out on yourself and where you put in some time. Now, if you're afraid of confronting the canvas or or creating in the studio, warm yourself up. Do this stuff like going to the art exhibitions, doing some reading, all those sorts of things. All of them constitute art practice, as far as I'm concerned, and they warm you up and get you ready. And I started there. I started going to the library looking for books on what I was interested in. That's, that's really where I started. I remember I read a book on Chanel. Um, I read a book about Van Gogh. I read a book on Monet and a book on something or other else. Well, the ones that I was most excited about was Van Gogh and Monet. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the story of Chanel, but I didn't want to do fashion. I wanted to paint. So that really helped me a lot. All of it helps you. Okay, so for example, if I spend two hours on a Saturday afternoon doing something towards my art, then I treat that as being as good as money in the bank because it's an investment in my passion. Every bit of time I spend on art, whether it's learning, watching, seeing, absorbing or doing, it's making me a better artist and painter. As a newbie painter, every deposit of time to your art be it an exhibition or drawing that you make brings you closer to your art practice time is valuable you'll never get it back it's finite and one day it's all going to run out so don't waste it and at this part of your life while you're active and you're healthy it's time that you can do something with we can't assume that even if you're going to live to 95 that all of those years are productive years there's times where you physically won't be able to be so productive so While you physically can, you need to get in there. So measure how much time you spend on your art. Document it. Treat it like a victory. You know, the ninja warrior, yes, I made two hours this week. Yes, I made four hours this week. Yes, I actually painted in the studio this week, even though I had to work. Yes, I had a victory over my circumstances and I started pushing towards what I wanted to do. I produced something, I, produce, I learned something, I, I saw something I didn't know about. You're growing this way. You've been able to do something in the area of art which you love to do. And then as time goes on, you can measure your changes and you can say, well, I can see why I learned so much. I spent 10 hours a week on my art or I was able to spend a whole week on my art. So measure it, treat it like bank deposits and value your time and actually count your time that you spend on your art. And you won't regret it. It'll make you look for for that time that you spend on your art and make you more of a, a warrior in guarding that time. Okay, so now you know to go to your notepad to record your art time, including this time that you spent on the podcast with me at the end of it you know what to do. Now we're up to tip number five and we've still got another three to go after that. Tip number five, easy ways to wedge art into your life. Did you know that there's lots of ways to be an artist without even picking up a paintbrush? Of course there are. I speak from experience because once upon a time, I was in a full-time job that sucked up all my time. I got in there at 8.30 in the morning and I often didn't leave till seven o'clock at night or even later. Sometimes there was a business pitch to attend to, and I couldn't paint. And by the time I got to the weekend, I could be fairly exhausted. I know several of my students who've been in that position. They really want to do their art, but they're just running like mice on treadmills, keeping up with all the things that they have to do. And it's tough. And you really need your warrior at this point to come in and just cut yourself some space. I I was on a six-figure income and I wasn't a victim. However, it was just the rules of the game when you worked in advertising that you had to do the hours when they were required. And that was the season of my life that I was in at the time. And whilst I was in that season, this kind of talk that I'm giving you is so important because you still need to be working towards where you want to go rather than giving up on your dreams, okay? So there's always a silver lining to a problem. And in this case, the fact I had little control over my time, including my personal time that they would grab hold of at the office because of work demands, uh, it really made me value any time that I had. And that's how I'm able to give you this chat because I learned my lesson well. I long to be an artist, I ached to be an artist. And if you're currently stuck doing something other than art, there are plenty of things you can do to help you remember and stay in touch with what you love whilst you're in this particular very busy season of your life, unable to get to being a full-time artist. Here are a couple of things that you can do which may really help. Listen to podcasts and art interviews on the way to and from work. Just get your earplugs on. If you're sitting on public transport, tune out and listen. Anything you can do like that is super helpful. Find blogs you like to read, art blogs that teach you something. Most museums have collections of artwork online now. You can go and have a look and they encourage you to engage and you can learn lots from doing that. There's lots of um, art blogs that you can follow and really extend your world and learn so much about. You can get onto mailing lists and have new artists dumped into your inbox to look at every single week. So get online and go searching, it's fantastic. Um, So the other one is that as well as putting inspirational stuff in between your ears while you're driving to to and from work and on public transport, you can also work out where are the local exhibitions on Um, because often they have them during the week and they're at around 6 p.m and they go to about 8 p.m. So if you can leave work and instead of going home to mind-numbing TV, treat yourself to a night out where you go and meet other like-minded others, take a friend with you so you've got someone to know to start with, work the room, go and talk to people, take in the art, find out why the artist did what they did, check out why they're charging what they do. I did that when I was working full-time and I'd pick up my son from daycare, off we'd go to an exhibition, we'd meet up with other artists We'd we'd go and have dinner out together, and I learned so much about art and what artists were selling and what sold and what didn't sell by just following different galleries and artists and shows. Get yourself on the mailing list of galleries. It's for free. And I know during COVID some of these things are online and they're virtual exhibitions, and that's great too. Don't even leave your lounge and, and you can learn. But there will be a time when it all comes back on and there are times where it is back on in some areas and you can certainly get yourself out there. It's free, you'll learn a heap and there's nothing like having conversations with people about their art to learn more about them. And you'll make new friends as well, which is super cool. Okay, um, also keep an art book in your handbag so that whenever you've got a spare moment you can read in your breaks. If you have to do something for work, if you're waiting, Uh, Sometimes you might have to go see somebody and they keep you waiting. Pull your art book out and read for 30 minutes. Um, Do whatever you need to do. It's all really useful. If you're stuck in a cab, stuck in the traffic, pull your book out and read that. Put your attention on that instead of being stuck in the traffic, which you can't control anyway. You know, not all of your time has to be taken up. You can create some space for you and your passions with art. So on the weekends, I remember I would get to the weekends when I worked um, in that season of my life and I was, would be exhausted and it was tough. I had to try and find the time to paint. At one point, I did not get into my art studio for six months or I would visit it and I didn't have the energy to paint. But I'd arrange my paints, talk to the other artists, say hi, um, think about what I wanted to paint. And then one day I did get in there and I started producing. I didn't give up on myself. And when I did produce, I'd go in straight after work on the way home to this rented art studio uh, and I'd have one evening or two evenings a week where I'd, I'd put in, say, two or three hours once again. I'd meet, meet up with the other artists, have a chat, say hi. I'd keep in touch with what they were doing too. Very inspiring. And then I would go in for a half day on the weekend. Bearing in mind I had to rest, I had friends, I had to clean the house and do my washing as well. But I still did something. And I also found that my costs in my studio were tax deductible. As I was building my art business, I was able to deduct it against my tax that I paid as an art director. I had a good account and talked to yours, see what they can do for you. Um, Okay, so other things that you can do is you can um, subscribe to uh, Foxtel and things like that. know what you have in the US but we have Foxtel here Um, they're also um, we have also have an international TV channel SBS which has a lot of fantastic movies stored on there that you can um, access through your computer and HDMI cord through your TV so I'll go and watch lots of art movies from there when I don't like what's on TV or art documentaries and um, learn a heap they could be filmmakers, it could be artists out of the past, it could be, um, there's lots of TV shows, there's been a rash of TV shows recently. Um, landscape artist prizes and they, they create a prize and they follow different heats of artists and they get it down to the final few and you're, you're watching the choices those artists make. So you're sitting there absorbing it all as you have a glass of wine on the couch and you're relaxing. Very good because you are learning and you're taking it all in and it's entertaining. It's easy for you, especially if you're tired from work. There's portrait prize shows. Um, even recently there was a life drawing show where they had nudes on TV, my goodness. It was fantastic fun. My son did a drawing too uh, of that and he sent it in. That was really hilarious. We we're all having a good old laugh. So yes, there's lots of ways you can wedge art in even if you're not practicing art yourself. If, you, if you're in that season where you just can't pick, reach for those brushes and get behind the brushes or whatever your tools are, tools of trade are as an artist, you can still be engaging and learning and watching and listening and be part of the conversation. Radios have different Radio stations have different programs. Um, I love listening to the books and writing program on a radio station here in Australia called Radio National. I like listening to the BBC sometimes. Uh, I can happen upon programs. You can actually work out when those programs are. You can subscribe to their podcasts too. Um, Fill your brain, fill that space between your ears with great stuff when you can't get to your art. Keep the bonfire burning, okay? Right, I hope I'm not giving you too much in one go. I hope you're happy with this. so yeah for those of you who are hungry to do your art this will be really relevant so tip number six if you don't have a lot of time and when you do take a holiday you might want to consider taking a holiday that includes having art in it now if you're traveling with the family just look to see where you're going and see if there's any major museums where you're going art museums see what artists live in that area see if there's any open studios and galleries you can just Ask them to tie in a couple of visits. Of course, you're not gonna dominate the crap out of your family holiday, but you're gonna include a couple of things that give that little art spike you're interested in, which is fantastic. So, super cool. Um, I also run French art school tours and I do another thing called Blooms France in France. In 2016, I founded French art school because I love everything French and the culture and I love the French Impressionists. I could never get enough of it whenever I just visited in Paris. It was never enough not to have a painting studio. So one day when I got control of my superannuation, um, I took control of it and the first thing I did, once I was let loose to invest it in something, I bought a house in country rural France. In the Limousin, 30 minutes from where Monet painted a beautiful series of um, paintings on the River Creuse, It was his first time he did a series, and um, later on he would do series of hay bales, series of his nymphaeas or water lilies, Uh, he did a series of the ruined cathedral, and so on. But this was his first series. It was pretty pretty amazing, pretty astounding, and uh, there weren't any other artists working in that way at the time. It was a very modern approach to take, to paint the same thing over and over, and just to keep seeing and keep looking and to see more each time. Um, an amazing guy. I'll, I'll do a podcast on him that delves below the surface uh, uh, because he's just wonderful. So, anyway, raving on because I love Monet, uh, I create a French art school with accommodation and a massive art studio so we can all paint there and enjoy all the inspirations. We meet in Paris and then we head out to this gorgeous, idyllic part in the countryside, which is very inspirational, very beautiful. And like it's out of the 1940s, it's in the Limousin area, the Creuse, and a little sleepy hamlet called La Forêt du Temple, uh, the forest of the temple. And my students come there and they completely immerse themselves in art. And what they tell me is their husbands don't really want to go and do the stuff that they want to do. They're really happy to go to a fishing trip with the mates or a golfing trip, and they're happy to let the... The, la- the ladies, the wives, go off on, a, on an art tour to do what they want to do, and it works out beautifully. And some people love it so much, they've been back several times, which is super cool. And we've got a French chef, and we have aperitives after the painting day, and it's, we, we get a lot done. And it is pretty fantastic. So I'm not the only work person doing art tours. There's lots of other people doing tours. Just find out what you need. There can be creative weekends, creative workshops, Little things that pepper your time and you can steal a bit of time to go do something. Um, It's a really good idea and it it gets you involved with like-minded others. You always learn so much. It's super cool. Um, And I encourage you to indulge yourself and do something for yourself. It really renovates and renews and refreshes you as well. Okay, so that was tip number six, take an art holiday or a weekend course or something deeply immersive and inspirational. So if everybody got something on the list that they want to do or that you're going to go online and have a look for something, super cool. doesn't matter if you don't do it this year, put it on your on your horizon for next year if you like and then work your way towards it as a goal. Super cool thing to do. Tip number seven, this one is, explores taking an art course and adding to your skills a bit more. Um, and we also look at the idea of, there's actually no need to attend university or a fine arts school to become an artist. It's often doing a lot of subjects that aren't gonna be relevant to you. I'm not saying don't do it, it can be fun, but it can also leave you in a place that's not necessarily terribly empowered. Uh, they don't always teach you the how to paint I've had a lot of students come to me to learn the how to paint who uh, missed out on learning how to paint and thought that they were terrible painters having gone through um, some of those formal courses where you're expected just to work it out yourself so you really need to do your your investigation and not assume that it's going to give you everything you want just to get a piece of paper find out from people who've been through go and look at the end of year exhibitions if you're contemplating doing that is it a good use of your time Is it a good use of your money? When you could take lots of little courses and just practice because what it is about is turning up at the easel and painting and learning from your paintings. Having a good mentor is great. Uh, Finding an art tutor you like is fantastic. And um, I I thoroughly recommend it. I've had some good ones in my time. And um, I did have a couple of people I loved at my, um, that I loved teaching me at art school. At university but I have to say I nearly dropped out of being an artist because it also nearly crushed me some of the advice I had wasn't that they just didn't like the paintings it was where I was being led and steered and broken down to and uh, I did leave for a while and I went back on my own terms I finished off my degree doing a couple of subjects at a time but keeping myself separated from it so I had my own space as well not all of the decisions were being made outside of myself Uh, with other people. So it worked really well when I did it that way. Um, In my own way of teaching, I specialize in an accelerated painting method Uh, I've developed called the Bloom's Painting Method that gives great results quickly and gets you out of the pain of making mistakes quickly so that you have more confidence more quickly to paint and get great results. Um, If you want to know what I have to offer, it's probably the easiest way, rather than rambling off long website URLs, is just to head to Facebook and to apply to my Blooms Art School Online private Facebook page. Just fill out the the questions to join and we'll let you in for a free membership and I post in there lots of inspiration tips and what I've got coming up and uh, lots of free stuff too that we've got inside the Blooms Art artist community area so once you're in there you can easily pick up loads of free stuff and you can decide if you want to do something with me there are lots of other people online who you can learn from too Um, i'm all for you finding what you need that suits you i teach painting i teach how to handle the paint i really empower you very quickly so that you can take control of what you're doing quickly i teach it through a subject matter called blooms which is painting beautiful big flowers and really learning a lot about color because if you can do this, you can paint anything. You can do portraiture, you can do landscape, you can do still life. Uh, The things that we cover in this apply really well to all the other things as well. Um, And also you get to hang out with lots of people who are like-minded and uh, get inspired by everybody posting with what they're up to, which is super cool. Which brings me to tip number eight. And this is my final tip. And thank you so much for listening as long as you have. You've done really well. Um, This one is called Hang Out With Positive Like-Minded People. So if you're wanting to become an artist, then you might want to find some other artists to hang out with. Now, there are all different kinds of artists. You're going to find that out. Some of them aren't all that disciplined. They don't really get behind their work. And maybe they don't really work all that hard at making ends meet in their life. Um, we want you to hang around positive artists, people who are doing stuff and up to great stuff and not making excuses about themselves because that's going to motivate you. So they say that you can define your life by the five people you can count on five fingers that you hang around with the most. So sometimes I make some of those people that I hang out with online mentors for myself as well, people that I learn from because... Um, I'm not always going to find what I want close to home so but of course I've got family and of course I've got close friends and um, but I do make sure that people I hang out with support are supportive and encourage me with what I do and think it's great no point in hanging out with people who are resentful or jealous of what you do it's very boring it's like go get your own life go get your own dreams Come on, this should be a fire starter for you to get going on your dreams, seeing me do mine. But if people don't respond positively, then it's a sure sign you probably need to uh, see a bit less of those sorts of people and increase the amount of time you spend with people who are action takers, who take responsibility for their lives and get on with it and make the changes that they need to do in a nice way. Okay, so when I was transitioning, I, you know, to becoming an artist from not being an artist. And I really wanted to have art in my life. And it's something that I thought about all the time. Every time I drove to work, I thought I'd rather not be spending an hour in peak hour traffic and another hour on the way home. I'd much rather be doing something I wanted to do. Um, I really noticed that when I went to this art studio where I rented a little studio space within this big warehouse space, that the energy of those artists there was very different to the energy of other people I knew and met at work and so on. Don't get me wrong, I felt that I had family at work. We had so much fun, that were so supportive when I left as a single mum with two children. And while I was going through my journey of change, they were just wonderful and I gave a heap to my job too. But they were different kind of peoples and they had different, different goals in mind than what I had. I was willing to give up a lot of stuff in order to be an artist. I was willing to zig when everybody else zagged. I wasn't interested in having a BMW. I wasn't interested in putting that much money on the road. I was interested in putting that into having creative freedom. So creating a little roof over my head as soon as I could that had a studio and a home for me and the kids. So just my goals were different and I was willing to back them. So when I met those other artists at the studio, I had a lot more in common with them because they also wanted to reach more and more to be successful full-time artists, to be exhibiting artists, to get a result from their shows and to have success. And it was a thrill every time somebody had a success. It was evidence that this could work and it was wonderful. And each of these people was was so colorful in their own right. And uh, I look back on those artists and they're still amazing artists. And um, a few of them were, um, one of them was Sophie Grolden, who's an amazing artist who lives in Sydney. And another one is, is Audrey Rhoda, R-H-O-D-A, and she did beautiful beeswax paintings. Now, I'll never forget these artists that I, I kind of um, started out my art journey with and worked alongside. Tanya Wursig was fantastic and she's still a great artist. These people were completely committed to being artists and just watching them in action was wonderful for me to be around and I became one too um, because I did fill my world with other artists and being around that, even though I had a job to go to with lots of people who weren't artists and I had lots of friends who weren't artists too. Um, So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed my tips on helping you to make the transition to becoming an artist or having more art in your life in whatever way that you want. My advice is to keep the faith as you're on your invisible pathway, your unique recipe to you finding that part of you that you need to connect with keep chipping away at it keep making deposits to your art bank in terms of giving your time and recording that time and noting how much time you're managing to uh, score as a victory against the rest of your life uh, where you can claw back some time for yourself and create me time which might not be what you usually do so congratulations for every bit that you can do i hope to see you on my facebook page blooms art school online where i give more tips and inspiration and uh, lots more sharing. And if you want to read how I actually made all of my changes, I gave a bit of a brief outline in in my podcast, number one, where I shared uh, by way of introduction my story of how I became an artist. But I go into a lot more detail and shared all the adventures and problem solutions, problem solutions, how I solved those problems and how I made it work and how I created a successful art business in my book. And you can find it at www.makemoneyfromartbook.com I'd like to thank you for joining me, Jacqueline Coates, an artist of 30 years and teacher for 20 years and for spending some of your precious time on your art with me. Don't forget your list this time and to list this time that you've been on the podcast as an art activity and that can contribute to your weekly total this week. I hope I've been able to help make a positive difference to you on your art path. Keep the faith, love yourself, back yourself and spend some time with your art in whatever way you can till my next podcast, Love and Paint Brushes, Jacqueline Coates, Blooms Online. See you next time.